the Black Swan Media Studios, deep inside a secret underground bunker. We're speaking to freedom-loving patriots from all around the country and the world. Welcome to the Resistance. This is John Crump, live. Hey, everyone. How you doing? How you doing? My name is John Crump. I'm an investigative journalist. You can support me by going, by going to johncrump.local.com. I know that's fast, but I'm going to bring on everyone because we're running a little bit late. Sorry. I was uh, busy investigating. We might be going live on my main channel if I can find what I'm looking for. But we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. I am joined by my co-host, Flying Rich. How are you doing, Flying Rich? Crumpy, how can you investigate if you never leave your mom's basement? What? How can you investigate if you never leave your mom's basement? Allegedly. All right, let's bring on Chairman Juan. What is up? What? Sorry, sorry. sorry, I had to turn you back up. That intro music. Oh my god! I don't think I'd ever heard the uh, beginning of your stream before. That's oh, yeah. tough slapped. It, it, it's like Mannheim Steamroller, right? If, I thought I thought I was going to be uh, you know in theaters soon. That that's an intense <laughs> intro. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I know. So, Chairman Juan, you are the only person that I know that has a confirmed kill with the chair. Uh, yes, I, I do have a confirmed kill with the chair without without doxing myself. Uh, actually, I think the lawsuit's still ongoing. I've been, uh, I've been dodging service for about two years, and uh, right when they tracked me down in Baltimore, moved to Texas, they still haven't found me, so... Uh, don't 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 put this on the internet or anything. I'm I'm definitely trying not to be uh, subpoenaed here. <laughs> yeah, there you go, man. No, it's okay. Our 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 product liability was like platinum. We could have put a punji pit on the market and like we would have been fine. Uh, they just want to like subpoena me to like. And now it's just a fight between insurance companies. You know what I mean? Yeah, that is kind of gotcha. that is kind of oh. funny. Without getting too much into it. <laughs> Now people are going to be like, what the hell happened? Yeah. Yeah. Hit, hit John up in the uh, Discord chat then. If I if, if I ever get well and truly, like, doxxed and, like, people, like, know everything about me, I'll tell the story. But yeah, if, no, if I, if, no if but if that's gave... out there. Everyone talks about your confirmed kill with the chair. Oh, I mean, it's, it's, it's true, but, like, I've... I've changed details in the story, like, every time I've told it. Like, it's not a truly faithful rendition of the tale. So if anyone ever, like, you know, you know, if, 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 if the docs for me are, like, on Kiwi Farms and, like, there's no more reason to All right. yeah. not change details, you know, I'll tell the full story. But until okay. then... So you're Chairman Juan because you do what professionally? Chairs. I'm, I am a chairman. It was a very literal username, uh... But, like, you, you just don't control what username you get popular under, so it's just like, I, I guess I can never change it. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, there you go, man. So, I, I guess let, let's talk about uh, how you got into firearms and how you got into the design work that you're doing. You know, honestly, I, I grew up a, a dick suck liberal in D.C. I went to art school, was never interested in it. And then uh, I bought a house in Baltimore and decided I needed a gun. So uh, <laughs> bought, <laughs> bought a Glock 17 in uh, 2013. And, uh, you know, just living in Baltimore kind of like changed my opinion on it. Not because there was like crime, but because like all of my felonious ass black neighbors who like the media had told me were like the people who would be like anti-gun were the most pro-gun. And it's like, oh, why do you have guns? And it's like, well, I live in Baltimore. Like, what do you expect? I'm like, oh, oh shit. Like, this is. It's like having a snow shovel in New York. Uh, Yeah, exactly. Or, or. 17 in Baltimore. (laughs) (laughs) Well, what do you just say? But yeah, so I mean, you know, the the years went on and uh, started getting more guns. Uh, I had or, I had always kind of been into three D printing a little bit, just like doing industrial design stuff. And then uh, a Bulligan Airsoft posted a uh, sweet like ten twenty two build on Reddit, and I was like, oh shit, well I want one of those. But I didn't really like his, so I just drew up one of my own. And enough people liked it, and I had fun doing it, so I did another project, and then. Uh, you know, you just start, you keep doing projects, and uh, the Glock stuff obviously is what took off. And uh, 
now now I guess I'm the Glock guy. <laughs> wow. Okay. So, in politically, are you liberal or or what? What's the scoop? Where are you? I'm. I, I call myself a conservative in terms of like Maryland politics, which is kind of what I've known for the past ten years. Uh, mm-hmm. I moved to Texas o- earlier this year. I don't think I'm a conservative when it comes to Texas politics. I'm probably more in the middle when it comes to Texas. But you know, I mean, liberal versus conservative is kind of relative to where you are, who you're talking to. So, so. Uh, let, let me ask you a couple of questions on that. So, I I'm more libertarian. It's like I don't give a shit what you do as long as it doesn't bother me. I'm you know, not a libertarian. You your own home. So I, I, I was a bit more libertarian until I owned a house in Baltimore for 10 years. Uh, owning a house in Baltimore for 10 years will convince you that people need strong government. <laughs> you, need, you need rules, you know what I mean? You can't just let Ooh. people do whatever they want. You, you mean like people shooting 50 cows in their backyard? What are you talking about? Uh, just, you know, like the general like decay of law and order that, you know, East Coast Rust Belt cities have seen over the past 20 to 30 years. I mean... You know, I, I, I don't think that I know a few people who are like still very rah-rah libertarians there. But uh, for me, like just seeing that every day, 10 years, I mean, I walked out to like, you know, some guy just like shot in my alley on my way to work one day. Mm. I don't know, like, it's just like you don't I don't think you stick with like kind of like a hardcore, like at least for me, I, you know, it's like, oh, you know, yeah, I'm not like pro police, but like, you know. There, there's there's at least in the context of a city like a balance between like just letting people do whatever the fuck they want and I mean I guess it would be like well, NAP stuff but and I and I think maybe, maybe we don't agree on the same definition of libertarian um, I I'm not saying anarchy I'm saying hey there's you know rules and basically I don't give a crap what you do as long as you're not picking my pocket or breaking my nose, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. And I mean, I, I'd, I'd agree with that definition of libertarianism. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't think it's necessarily compatible with like religion and like spiritually caring what people do, but I think you can like spiritually like care what people do and like want them to do the right thing without having like, right. a penalty for that being in law, you know? Just because gotcha. something's just because you think something's immoral doesn't mean you have to want to make it illegal. So we, we kind of dove into the politics because I was just curious. This the, I just assume everybody in the gun community is like conservative, you know. Yeah, and and and, and, I, and I would place myself firmly in that camp. Um, what what that means is just kind of dependent on where you came from. I grew up in D.C. and spent ten years in Baltimore, so I probably have some you know, views that, like, I think I'm conservative on, but, like, you know, people who didn't spend mm-hmm. most of their life in, like, very liberal cities might think I'm more middle of the road on. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I mean, I grew up in New York, but I, I I was always a conservative. You know, my family, everything. Yeah, and, and, and I really didn't start to go from very liberal to where I am now. You know, like, 2012, 2013 was really when I started... And, you know, I just never really thought about it. You know, once you really start thinking mm-hmm. about this stuff, you obviously, your politics start to shift. Um, I've had the same politics since I was like in third grade, so. <laughs> well, we, we, can't, we can't all be crump, you know. <laughs> no, no, I'm serious. I have, and the funny thing is, my family's liberal. Oh, I mean, my family's, you know, super liberal, D.C., you know. Yeah, it's just what, 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 what you would expect. <laughs> They're they're still proud of me though. They 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 think the guns look pretty. <laughs> well, I and I was gonna ask, you know, um, you know, what, what's your family thinking? You know, your mom and dad, and it's like at least wait, you weren't named in any uh, Senate documents, right? Oh yeah, no, Ralph's mom was not happy about that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, you know, they they obviously wish I was doing something else, but uh, it's not. You know, it's it, it's not. You know, chairman's not invited to Thanksgiving levels or anything like that. <laughs> no, I got you. So are you more famous for gun designs or the textures? You know, that's kind of... So I, I, I definitely didn't want to just be the texture guy. So I, I, I was the first person to really figure that out when it comes to, like, doing grips. And, you know, other people do them now. Um, so, you know, after I figured that out, I 
went on like the AWCY forms, the DD forms. I, I definitely like shared how it's done. I'm, I'm very open on how it's done. I've shared, you know, the texture packs that I've developed. I, I want to see, you know, designers doing that. So I, I hope I'm better known for frame design and ergonomics, but you know, cause like the texture thing, it's like, it was hard to figure out, but it's not actually hard to do. So I definitely don't mm-hmm, want to count mm-hmm. as just like, a guy who slaps textures on things, you know, if, if, if I'm known more for like frame design and ergonomics, that would kind of make me happy. Gotcha. gotcha. Well, that's cool. Uh, yeah. You know, so I'm, I'm, I'm actually putting together kind of like a, a Twitter mega thread with some documentation to, cause like I, I forget how long it's been. So I'm like, guys, like I gave tutorials on this and it's like, Oh, well, I just joined this community six months ago. I wasn't around a year ago when you did that. So, uh, yeah, I definitely want to put out some more documentation to kind of refresh that so newer people kind of, like, have access to it. But, yeah, I'm definitely not trying to be, like, the keeper of texturing secrets and, like, you know, it is is FOSCAD. It should be. It's free and open source. Mm -hmm. So what, what design tools do you use? So I'm a, I'm a solid edge guy. Um, it's kind solid of solid edge guy. Yeah, it's like a weird. Uh, it's like weird German CAD. Um, I've just I've just used it every day for ten years, so I'm uh, I'm not changing anytime soon. Uh, for texturing, though, I either work in Blender or SolidWorks. So okay. I started in Blender, but SolidWorks actually put out some really handy tools that uh, for most models and textures can really do everything that Blender does a lot easier. So that that's what I recommend to people for at least doing the texturing. As far as, like, actual CAD, like, you know, making, like, the solid models goes, it's really whatever you know. You know, most, most like, real CAD, like, anything above Fusion 360 kind of has the same, you know, toolbox. It's just a matter mm-hmm, of, like, mm-hmm. what you actually know how to use. So, I mean, gotcha. Solid Edge, Inventor, SolidWorks, NX, Katia, you know, any of that stuff is going to be, you know, roughly equivalent. So what slicer do you use? Uh, Cura. I mean, so for like what I what for what I actually use for like 3D printing, I try not to use anything that's like crazy. I mean, I do have like that crazy carbon fiber printer sitting behind me, but you can see the one that's actually printing a frame is uh, just an Ender 3. So mm-hmm. uh, no, I, I print on an Ender 3. I slice in Cura. Um, I use the normal $20 rolls of plastic that everyone else uses. So tree supports or what, what supports you use? I, I generally use tree supports. Um, you know, sometimes they fail. Like, so that thing behind me that's printing, you know, that crazy long 17L with compensator frame. I mean, sometimes stuff gets so complicated that tree supports kind of fail. And that frame is definitely in that category. But for for most, you know, like reasonable sized handgun frames, yeah, just tree supports, basic slicer settings. I mean, you know, really, like, there's maybe five or six overrides in my readme for, you know, what to change in Cura, but Mm -hmm. more or less, like, the basic Cura settings are, you know, whatever the profile for your printer is, it really works for most people and most frames. Gotcha. So, you print rails up mainly? Uh, (laughs) I I print 45 degrees mainly. Oh, yeah? Oh, okay. uh, That's just because I print so many frames, and... I swap them out so regularly. Like there, there is obviously a debate: rails up, rails down. There's you know, a huge or, debate. I mean, it, the, somebody should make a song. That sounds like a rap song. And like so, the people, the people who did the OG, te- like who really tested the uh, like original FMDA Glock spec, like they they say, hey, forty five is a little weaker. I I swap my right. frames. I, I probably don't put more than a few hundred rounds through any one frame before I'm swapping it for a new design anyway. So just like the fact that tree support cleans up a lot or 45 degree uh, cleans up a lot faster. I have to do less like post-processing to like take good photos. Uh, The dimensional accuracy is really good. I never really have to worry about like, you know, rails up, rails down. You know, 45 is good if you're printing frames by the Ikea bag and swapping them out all the time. Uh, but like my carry gun, my 43, I printed rails down on that, you know, carbon fiber nylon printer. That's cool. You know what? I just yeah. realized, um, I, I knew, I knew who one of the, never mind. I can't say. 
I've, I've been searching for something, and there's a very easy way of finding it, I think. And I just totally freaking blanked out. I have been could have done this like three hours ago. Ah! It's like one of those things, you know? So I, I got a question for you. I'm printing uh, actually the Glock 34 Bullpup, and I printed it rails up. I've always printed it rails up. And I would get it where the end, the tip of the barrel would curl up, you know, on the frame, you know, the basically the barrel end. What I did is I did a custom support to the build plate, and that kept it from curling up. Yeah, so, doing- ha- so like uh, Hoffman is a big proponent of kind of like building in supports into your models. Yeah. Uh, I, think, I think that works really well. Um, the reason that I haven't done anything like that is just the sheer number of models in any one of my packs. Um, just what, once you factor in all the different stipples, which I would have to do separately with the support, you know, he's putting out a few models per pa- per pack. I'm mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for one really for like one, you know, frame release. It might be 14 STLs. Right. Um, right. But I, you know, a, a lot of designers are switching towards built-in supports. And I think for a lot of models, it, it makes a ton of sense. Gotcha. Yeah, it does. Um, I don't know, man. Uh, where do you, where do you see 3d printing going? I mean, I I don't want to like talk about the the industry, you know, kind of like the the thing as a whole because so many people are doing so many different things. I mean, you know, you have people, you know, like Suckboy doing electronic ignition. You know, people doing full DIY stuff that's just like incredible. Yeah, that that's, um, that might be a little. <laughs> I think I think this I think the rest of this year and kind of like going into next year, at least for Glock, is super exciting. Eighty um, percent going away is i mean obviously bad and i hope it gets bought and i hope you know fpc lawsuit printer goes burr but assuming that the fpc every, i don't think fpc has a lawsuit yet yeah they they, they, they don't yet but uh, goa has one in north dakota so i mean i obviously i hope that 80 percent stays and the rule change doesn't go into effect but assuming that it does or even just does temporarily um I think we're going to be seeing a lot of people getting into 3D printing blocks and a lot of companies wanting to support that. I mean, there, there's a huge industry that exists around P80 blocks. Uh, you know, slide manufacturers, aftermarket parts manufacturers, mm-hmm. you know, companies that are being kept in business, not by people buying blocks and like swapping their slide, but people finishing builds. So there, there, there's this whole industry that, if this rule change goes into effect, only stays in existence through 3D printing. Uh, or, you know, you know, I'm, I'm sure people will buy, you know, serialized frames and do builds. I don't think that's going to be a huge... I don't think that's going to be anything near the size of the P80 market. So, you know, I think I think it's kind of a race for the rest of the year to really put a lot of polish on what's out there currently Glock-wise and just make things as easy as possible for people to, excuse me, buy a printer and build some Glocks if and when this rule change goes into effect. Uh, At least for me, that's kind of what I'm laser-focused on. That's cool. That's cool. So what, what printers you got there? So I generally use three printers. I use a Ender 3 S1. Um, love that thing. It's an Ender 3 with a fixed hot end. So um, the thing next to it, I mean, not a printer I would recommend, but if you can get it for free, it's awesome. It's a uh, Chidi CF Pro. It's a uh, kind of a dedicated nylon printer um, that's really optimized for like carbon fiber nylon. So, I mean, that thing is badass, and uh, especially here in Texas with the heat, it is really nice to be able to, you know, print good carbon fiber nylon stuff if, like, I'm going to leave a frame in the car or something like that. Right. And then right. Uh, in the closet, I use a – I still have, like, a 10-year-old uh, uh, Maker Gear M2 that I actually still use almost on a daily basis. That printer has been a tank for the past 10 years. Do you talk to Invader Zip? Yeah, he's a super cool guy. Um, I wanted to do 
I, I still kind of, I still really do want to do some work on the arc, but he keeps, uh, he keeps putting out new stuff. Uh, you know, I, I intend to get to something and then, uh, he's got a new version of it out. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I love the arc. I think it's probably one of the coolest like PCC projects out there. And I, I can't wait to, uh, actually shoot one of like the full, you know, five, five, six versions. Yep. Yeah. So he had uh, like fits with the S one. He said it's, it's just been a real pain in the ass. Oh yeah. I talked to him about that. Um, oh, okay. yeah, my, my thermal resistor was totally fucked when I got it. Uh, I had to swap that out, put a new one in. Um, yeah, the quality control was junk, but they, they did fix the, uh, they did fix the extract, the, um, they fixed like the hot end being poorly designed. And, uh, yeah, I mean, the S1 is a lot better than just a standard 3, just just for that hot end alone. But if you already have a 3, you can just buy the new hot end and put it on there. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because, actually, to, to do the AUG project, I got the Ender or Creality Spider hot end. I'm like, I'm, I'm hoping it's not a piece of junk. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's the one that's on the S1. It's It's awesome. Oh, okay. That hot end is great, but uh, she just told him it was a piece of junk just to uh, mess with him. But wait, wait, is that because does the AUG have to be printed in like nylon or some shit? Yeah, yeah, that's it has to be printed in nylon, and you can do a Ralph and print it one time, (laughs) nylon one time with the (laughs) right. Yeah, I don't, I don't, out of a brass nozzle, yeah. I don't, I don't think the uh, spider is an all metal hot end, I think it has a PTFE uh, heat break. No, I'm pretty sure it's all metal. Oh, you know what? There, there is an all-metal version. There's two versions. There's a, there's yeah, actually, guy. it says so on the box. Uh, cool. You got you got the right version. Yeah, that'll be totally fine. Um, you know, print it, print it in a cardboard box, and, and you should be good. <laughs> oh, and, and I don't know if Mr. Snow wants to come on because, you know, he could talk, uh, what, Ghost Gunner if he wants because hate to have this to be an all-3D printing show, you know? Hey, I, I, I love Mr. Snow. I, I, I'm kind of teasing him. I, I sent him. I, you know how stuff comes up on your YouTube? It's in. I'm guessing it's India. They have a broken four cylinder crankshaft, and the guy puts it on a lathe, tack welds it up, and then drills holes, and he's threading them to put bolts in. And I'm like, Jesus. I. You know, it's like grade three bolts. That is, I'm, I'm look. I used to work at an automotive machine shop. Not like India. I don't want to say I'm a machinist, I mean, wait, but I. The people don't have any money, man. They got to do what they got to do. Look, look. If that crankshaft broke, putting a couple of grade three bolts in it isn't going to fix it. And it might get them down the road a little bit. Yeah. Whew. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I feel like those, uh, you know, restoration kind of like YouTube things. I mean, they just they just restore anything. It like doesn't. I, they, they, he probably broke it himself just to make a cool YouTube video and get. get <laughs> yeah, there, there's a big thing on YouTube where uh, like people make these restoration videos and they're not real. Yeah, like let me let me let me, let me take my fucking V. What? You mean Marian what you Marian see Marian. on the internet isn't real and true? No, I'm sorry. I, I've, I've heard it's not. Uh, I've, I, I, that hasn't been confirmed, <laughs> but I have heard rumors that uh, you, you cannot trust everything. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 I still trust 4chan implicitly because you know those guys are those guys are reliable. But bunch of Nazis, <laughs> bunch of Nazis. <laughs> the hacker known as 4chan. Was this CNN that said that? <laughs> I think it was CNN that said the hacker known as 4chan. I, I thought it was MSNBC, but I could be wrong. I mean, that, hey, that was so funny. I'm like, don't don't they have anybody with a brain that reads these scripts before the news goes on the air and says, "Oh Lord," you know, with a big sharpie, like, frick no, frick no. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, you know, they they they. Not not all journalists, but uh, you know m- most of these fucking journalists out there, they don't know half the shit what they're writing about. I mean, like if I'm reading an article about like guns, or especially 3D printed guns, if like half the shit is accurate, I'm like, oh my god, this like person, they 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 did a good job. Like they they didn't only write a page no. full of like absolute you know crap. So, are you friends with Suckboy Tony? 
Uh, he's over in Arizona. We met at uh, we met at Guns and Bitcoin, and like I mean, we we went out and uh, oh okay. He he tried to get in a bar fight, and we had a great time. But uh, I mean, I, I I wish we were better friends. I wish he looked closer. Than we, with, uh, with you, or you know, just some rando person? Oh know. no, God no! With some uh, with some rando who was like harassing someone. Yes. He, like, uh, <laughs> or he so, just went up and punched Chamberlain <laughs> in the face for no reason at all. No, Suckboy's yeah. awesome. I, he, he, has real, has really he gotten guy. any heat recently? Oh, after that, the uh, that's what I'm wondering. The Abe thing. Uh, he's been referenced a few times. I know um, Aries did like a uh, like Aries Armament Research. They did a whole kind of like white paper on the uh, assassination weapon, and they they really like they leaned a lot on Subboy like for you know examples and imagery and like you know how electronic ignition works. He was he was the most probably single sided person in that uh, white paper. Yeesh. Yeah, but, not, I mean, but, that's. But I mean, his his project had nothing to do with that assassination, right? Project. I mean, it it used uh, from what they could, from what we think it used. We don't even so we don't even think it was like spark gap, like so Suckboy's stuff. Like it's you know spark gap ignition. They think that for the uh, like assassination thing, it was literally like very light gauge wire that just burned through. Oh no so, shit! Like, yeah, like it, it's a lot simpler, but you know you have to replace the wire. So. Shot. More like an Estes rocket igniter. Yeah, exactly. Very interesting. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, talk, I mean, talk about a lot of it. I mean, when that, I was like, I was, I, I started watching NHK like right after that happened. I'm like, oh man, I hope this like isn't an FGC or something like that. That would be really annoying. Well, and, and I don't, I don't know where I was on the news cycle when that broke. What was that? Was that Thursday or Friday? Um, I think, I think, yeah, and you know when I heard it was a homemade gun, I'm like, oh, please don't let it be a polymer eighty, you know? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, know I, wasn't, I wasn't worried about that in Japan, but like I was worried about it being something like a liberator, or like a songbird, or just you know a, a, an old school classic, like full DIY design. But uh, it sounds mm-hmm. like I couldn't even get access to ammo, so you know. Well. Uh, yeah, I, apparently you can get a gun in Japan. It's like a 30-step process. Yeah, like you can get like double-barrel shotgun stuff. Like once I heard it, well, like once NHK reported that it was a shotgun, I was like, all right, cool. Like it's it's nothing to do with us. Because uh, highly, highly doubt. I mean, I love, uh, love Jeff Rodriguez, but highly doubted it was a Liberator. Somebody said well, it was it, a Liberator? It, oh, well, I, I highly doubted it was a Liberator, so... Once NHK reported that it was a shotgun, I was like, all right, cool. Like, nothing to do with us. Realistically, I mean, it was more analogous to, like, a musket or a Roman candle with fishing weights. You know, it's... Yeah, I mean, it was a, it was a blunderbuss. It was a, it was a double-barrel DIY blunderbuss uh, filled with ball bearings. Interesting. But I mean, it, it, it just—it is an object lesson. I mean, I do think this is the first kind of like high-profile crime committed with a DIY gun, just kind of like in general. I mean, I can think of the uh, synagogue shooting in Germany with like the uh, kind of like Ludi that German guy made. Um, Ludi was the English guy, I think. Uh, a Ludi, yeah, but... the Ludi was invented by an English guy, but there was oh, a the, the guy that used it. Okay, that you said Ludi yeah, yeah, was yeah. a German guy. Was like, oh. Right. I gotcha. I mean, so there uh, there was that in this. I mean, three D print. I mean, and and obviously, Aludi is not a three D printed gun. Uh, his had some three D printed components, but like it was it was Aludi, not a uh, FGC. So yeah, I mean, I we still haven't really hit that. Uh, that I mean, it's it is inevitable. Uh, there there will be a very high profile incident involving three D printed guns. Uh, I, that hasn't happened yet. I, I I mean I hope not. I hope you know three D printed polymer eighty whatever because a lot of us are you know doing it involved in that or you know uh, companies are making money at that and that's their livelihood and I like that freedom to be able to either buy a polymer eighty like I always wanted a ten millimeter and you know I got all the parts from JSD and put one together and I was just excited to do that. 
Yeah, and I mean, um, this, this isn't me saying that, like, we need to, like, change our behavior or, like, do anything right. about right. it. I'm just, I'm just saying that, like, any type of technology like this, it's it's inevitable that, like, at some point someone will do something with it that's, you know, bad and high profile. Um, well, I, I'm going to mix metaphors and I'm going to say evil will find a way. You can't legislate evil out of people's hearts and... Uh, but like you said, the object lesson in Japan is even in a place where all firearms, gunpowder, uh, ammunition, all of that stuff is almost out of reach of everybody. Some, you know, guy with evil in his heart found a way to to make it happen. And yeah, I mean, it's 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 sad, but. You know, I, I, I think, like, the real takeaway here is, you know, DIY guns have been around for a very long time. Uh, I mean, they're since the beginning of firearms. And uh, 3D yes. guns for the past, you know, seven, ten years, nine but, years. And we we, I, I th- we we seldom see them used in, you know, we, we do occasionally see them used in crimes, but it's very rare and... Uh, you know, much less common than just, like, normal black market guns. So, So, like, if you follow the curve, the curve is going to be, like, hey, uh, corporate-made manufactured weapons were here and homemade manufactured weapons were here, you know, 200 years ago. But then the corporate-made weapons kind of went like that, and homemade weapons followed the opposite curve. But now we're seeing a rise in homemade weapons, and everybody's like, oh, my God. And that's just because for three or four generations, it wasn't popular. People didn't do that. Yeah, and, I mean, it's, and now, it's, it's a return to the historical norm. It's not – Yes. I mean, obviously, we're, we're using the technology of the day, but it's not a it, – it's by no means a new development in weapons or firearms or anything like that. Yeah, well, a, lot that, that's, people, I, a lot of people have a I, misconception that this is something new that's never been done before. Well, I, I frequently say I could buy three parts at a hardware store and have a shotgun before I get to my car. You know, I you're not going you're not going to stop me from building a firearm. That's not going to happen. And, and I'm not saying me specifically. I'm saying there's you know probably tens of thousands of people just like me. And if you you read a little bit or, you know, probably go somewhere, Reddit, you, you could figure out how to build a, a firearm with hardware store parts in, you know, probably a couple hours. Well, also, like, this is just how innovation happens. I mean, like, the, the, right. the AWP, like, the, the most famous sniper rifle was two British guys in a shed. Uh, <laughs> you know, like... Right. They 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 had to uh, they had to like rent out a manufacturing space when the government came around to make sure they weren't just two guys in a shed, which they were. You know, like that's just mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This, this isn't new. This is how innovation has kind of always happened. I mean, for sure. But like we 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 land rovers on Mars on the back of some guys cooking up rocket fuel in a dormitory. Like that's the start of the Jet Propulsion Laboratory. Like this is just. Yep. This is the normal track that any, you know, technological innovation takes. Yeah. Look at the computer. And, yeah. And, 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 and to kind of like frame Apple, this right? as, to frame this as like something like new and scary is just people. I mean, it, it's, it's this like corporate mindset that like innovation only comes from like these huge companies with, you know, right. license, licenses, you know, a stack of licenses this tall to like do whatever they're doing. Um you know, like, and, and and we're not even breaking the law, so it's like, what's the uh, this this isn't this isn't a newer this isn't a new thing, and you know, I, I just think you only have to look at how seldom these weapons are actually used in crimes to kind of dispel the notion that. This oh is no, crime. California says it's you know only like twenty three years ago and now it's like nine hundred. But what they're doing is I believe they changed the definition of what they consider a ghost gun. A ghost gun three years ago was something, you know, three D printed or like a polymer eighty. I think now they're considering anything without a serial number or a destroyed serial number a ghost gun. So yeah, they're they artificially they change the definition, they artificially inflate the numbers. Oh yeah. Imagine <clears throat> that and I mean, also just this whole thing of like framing this as some like new scary technology. I mean, I, I got a big laugh the other day. Um, 
this like court filing by uh you know the Delaware Attorney General where they tried to make the argument in light of uh the Bruin decision of like oh well 3D printed guns can't be in common usage because 3D printers are too new for that. And it's like, okay, the first desktop 3D printers came out the same year as the iPhone. Like, you're making... This attorney general would be making the argument that smartphones aren't in common usage because they're too new. Like, that's that's such a crazy argument. Like... But, uh, you know, so the common use argument is, is flawed from the get-go. Are, are you saying your First Amendment rights only ap- apply to inkwells and quill pens and, you know, movable type or block type on presses? Well, I mean, it's, it's, that... a, it's, a, it's a tautology because if we ban anything that's not in common use, then nothing can become in common use. Like, it's a, it's a, it's, it's circular reasoning. Um, right, right. I, I, to prove your own point, it's it's a self fulfilling prophecy in that way. Yes. Yeah. Like okay. Like if someone invents like the best gun ever tomorrow, and it's it's ten times better than the AR. It it can't even shoot children. Like everyone loves it. It's the best thing ever. Well, it's not in common use, so no one can have it. You know. Right. Like well, like we 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 invent the smart guns that you know New Jersey is all fucking dick hard for. Oh well, hey, it's not in common use. You can't have it. Sorry, New Jersey. Uh, smart guns, not in common use. Eh. Right, right. What What are you gonna do? Yeah, fuck that. That's 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 like the most. That if if I had to like do like a fucking tier list for like parts of Bruin, like that's like the F tier. Like everything. Like there's some like super base shit in there. Like, uh, well, you that, know, common that, use isn't in Bruin. Common but what use it is in talking Heller. about. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, I was thinking of. Bruin talks about historical, and what they mean by historical is, hey, when the Second Amendment was written, what did it mean? What were they talking about? And, you know, there there were... I like like the historical test. I mean, and they do clarify that, like, hey, we're not talking about, like, the tech, not like the historical technologies, we're talking about historical regulations. And and that's fine. Um, Not to, like, say, I mean... Obviously, like, Bruin is incredibly based, and it's awesome, but I do think that, like, the historical test only applied to one thing. I, I kind of wish they didn't use the historical test at all, because, like, the obvious, you know, w- like, if I was, like, some dick suck liberal who wanted to, like, poke holes in Bruin, I'd say, okay, well, so the historical test is okay for regulation, but it's not okay for technology? It's a little weird, like I, I think they should have abandoned the, histor- the historical test entirely. Well, I I didn't get the context immediately of what the historical test was, uh, but it meant hey, this is the context in what they were talking about when the Second Amendment was written. Not saying that hey, you can only have muskets, you know that that wasn't the point. But I, I do get what you're saying that some jerk in the future will say, well, you know historical test i mean how is that only uh you know language and not the technology they'll try to make i I could they'll they'll try to uh f it around a little bit yeah i just i I just think that that's like if if we're future proofing bruin against like dick sucks in the future like i think that's probably the weakest part of it right right yeah like i'm 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 totally pro like the decision bruin reached i just like that that's the part like I, I like listening. I like kind of like anger porn. I like listening to like, you know, liberals get mad about Bruin. So like, I was listening to a bunch of like, you know, podcasts about it. Like that's like what they all oh, oh, oh historical for for regulation, but not for the technology. You know, they didn't have these uh, baby killing ARs back then. How could they have regulations about them? You know, like that's that's the talking point. Well, anybody making the historical argument with reference to the Second Amendment and saying that only muskets should be legal don't realize the kind of repeating weapons that oh, yeah. were available at the time. I mean, like, yeah, what, what, like what, what did Lewis and Clark carry? It wasn't. It wasn't. It was a repeating arm. Like, yeah, it's it, it's a totally specious argument. I agree with you. It's it's just you know, like I, I wish it wasn't in the decision. I wish they would just say whatever you want you have 
<laughs> you can have whatever the hell you want. The fifty. I'm gonna go shoot my Lots of it. my seventeen HMR tomorrow. I think. You're on the other end of the spectrum. Yeah, I like the seventeen HMR. It's a fun little round. I'm trying. I'm trying to get this bad boy uh, here. I'm, I'm. I'm not holding it. It's. It's coming. It's just floating. <laughs> I'm trying to get this guy all. Uh, all working. Turns out, if you, if you put like a four-inch long compensator on top of a 17L, it does not work reliably. It's actually like too much weight on the end. So it cycles plus P fine. So worst case Ontario, I just like keep it loaded with plus P stuff, but. <clears throat> All right. UAV Kiro has a question for you, Chairman. Uh, what nylons have you printed successfully? So I only did the one print. Uh, it, it, it turned out really well. I used the um, Polymaker PA12 CF and uh, annealed it per their you know specifications. <clears throat> and uh, it's been it's been awesome so far. I put probably 300 rounds through it this weekend. No hiccups whatsoever. But you really want a <clears throat> dry box that can get up to 70 degrees Celsius to do nylon because, like, it's really sensitive to being too wet. So I did those prints, like, the moment I opened the roll and I just loaded up my old, like, 50-degree dry boxes with, like, a shit ton of desiccant. And, like, I got an okay print, but I'm waiting for my 70-degree dry box to get here from China before I really dive deeper into CF nylon. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to try the COEX stuff once they figure out their production issue, you know, issues, their not making their what i hear is excellent cf nylon at the moment due to some production stuff so i really want to try that as well and i've heard really good things about the same smart cf nylon mm -hmm. but again i only did the one print so far and i'm waiting till i have the uh recommended dry box before i really dive back into it oh okay uh be before i forget sorry to interrupt, I just keep on forgetting. I was going to mention this at the very, very beginning at the of the show, but uh, Fubuffs have released a video today talking about on Matt's case. channel. Yeah, saying that uh, no, um, that no gun groups have helped. Uh, what was lost in there is that GOA did offer to help, and uh, it was turned down. If GOA wanted to give a different lawyer. Uh, what, what are we talking about? Uh, uh, so serious firearms. firearms. So I just want to like, because a lot of people are pissed off at GOA for not helping. I just want to put out there that GOA did offer to help. Uh, and Matt uh, went in a different direction, which is fine. But don't get mad at GOA. That's it. Okay. So uh, I actually went to the Hacienda, Hank Strange's place this weekend, shot the 50 cal. It was pouring mofo rain. So if you look at my, I, not my IG, actually YouTube shorts, you'll, you'll see us out there in the pouring rain. I haven't thrown up the videos yet because I just downloaded them from the phone. So it's about an eight-hour round trip to get out to Hank's. Oh. And there's uh, Walt from Safety Harbor, who was there. What is he up, brought Walt? His OG 50 out, uh, his his first repeating 50 cal. And uh, so, yeah, we, we shot both 50s. They worked fantastic. And no, I didn't do anything accuracy. No, I didn't shoot anything interesting. But we'll get there. It's going to happen. Oh yeah, and Walter had the uh, what is it? The four tubed uh, shotgun. So uh, yeah. Yeah, interesting. So AGcast asked why Matt went with a different lawyer. Um, just decided... I think Matt likes guys named Matt. Yeah, he just <laughs> he, he just decided uh, to go with a different lawyer. Um, I mean that. I mean that. Uh, that is, I mean, that's it. Uh, I mean, that that was his choice. Uh, uh, I'm not saying if it's right or wrong, but I mean, that was just his choice. Uh, and you got to go with who you feel is going to do the better job. And uh, GOA uh, lost in Matt's eyes. He thought that uh, the other Matt would do a better job. Uh, so he went with those guys. But th that's it. 
I just wanted to make that clear because a lot of people are, are thinking that other gun groups didn't help. Well, all right. So uh, Chris Schumacher says fifties aren't known to be highly accurate, but when you're shooting something that big at somebody, I don't know how accurate you need to be. Oh, I mean, within half an inch, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty easy answer. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, the, this new uh, Matt LaRossier, so actually Dark is going to have Matt LaRossier on Tuesday night, and they're going to talk about Matt Hoover, CRS Firearms case. Yeah, and he, I, he's going to bring that up to, to see exactly, uh, uh, maybe to clear up some stuff. Yeah, in, in light of Bruin, I, I think they've got a, a good chance of, you know, either getting it dismissed or, or something, but there's, there's a lot of good going on there. Maybe. I mean, I I don't know exactly what's going to happen. Um, but I mean, I think if, if, if they, you do use Bruin, I think it's going to be done at a higher level. Right. Right. Yeah. That's that, that was my first gut feeling is, that a lower judge, lower court judge, wasn't going to make the NFA go away. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> yeah, and, and even if he did, I'm sure somebody would appeal and it would go up. Yeah, you know, I mean, up the food chain. Yeah, but I mean, if if he does and rules it, I mean the the mat's done. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, Matt. No Matt seems jeopardy. pretty happy. No double jeopardy. Yeah. So Matt went with the, the lawyers that he thought would give him the best chance of winning. And when you're in that situation, I mean, you have to go with your gut. But I just don't want people thinking that GOA didn't try to help. Yeah. Yeah, good point. So, Chairman, I, I was talking earlier, and, uh, you know, Dark mentioned you're working on a project, basically a G43 with a SIG P365 Mac. Yeah, that's not really true. So, one. Of, so my like just forty three frame in general uses ergonomics that are very. I mean, as close as I could make them to P three sixty five ergos and still fit them in. You know, around Glock internals, there is a company out there near like Houston, Verwappen, uh, I think, and they have been threatening to bring to market a you know, P365 mag compatible Glock 43 for quite some time now. Um, if they ever release that product, I'll definitely release a frame for the 43 that takes 365 mags. But the issue with just, I mean, I, I have everything that I need for that. If I release that file today, people would need that custom slide stop lever to, you know, bridge the gap mm-hmm. between the uh, 365 mag and the Glock slide. That doesn't exist unless Verwappen is, you know, actually selling theirs. So, totally possible, not hard. I could release the file tomorrow. Uh, People couldn't use it until that uh, part is available on the market. Gotcha. Uh, CRS is not under a gag order, but it's better. mm. Any lawyer would tell you, don't talk about the damn case. Shut your damn mouth. Yeah, so... uh, uh... Per se, there's no official gag order, but part of his release agreement is that he doesn't do anything antisocial. And, and I think anti he can't, ATF. He can't anti-ATF, which you, you may interpret that as a gag order. And, I kind of do. Well, I live. well, the thing is, if, even if he didn't, um, I, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't say anything anyway uh, about yeah i, I think all. it's it's, it's be, not advisable not poking or beating the bear yeah because i i don't think you're going to win favor with any judge who is a fed uh you know <laughs> bad mouthing feds no it's not only that but they can turn anything that you say Against you, 
Yeah, and and realistically, right now, um, the process is the punishment. So him racking up legal fees, defending himself on something he said post arrest is not in his favor. Yeah. Or anybody's favor. I mean, it's good advice for anybody in any situation. Yeah. I mean, don't, don't talk about active litigation. That's, uh, I mean, let's say, yeah, you know, I, you, you talked about, uh, the chair incident, like in broad terms. And I'd be like, I think if it was me, I wouldn't say a damn thing. Oh, I'm not a party to the case. They're just trying to subpoena me, and like they can go fuck. Gotcha. Like, they can go fuck themselves. Like, I like, and I, I have literally no exposure there. Like, I've talked to lawyers about it. Like, I'm, I literally could say, "Hey, I literally built this chair as a trap to murder someone." <laughs> and no, because like our, our 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 product liability was so good that like literally, like this is like platinum product liability. We're covered for gross negligence. Like literal, like pungies. Like the, the the analogy the lawyer used was you could have put a pungy fit on the market. Wow. Like we would have been fine. Uh, uh, I would they, like to try that. That'd be kind <laughs> of cool. But it's just like, you know, at this point, like listen, if like the victim's family was still a party to the case, I would I would be happy to be subpoenaed because, you know, anything to make their, you know, process of getting the payout they deserve easier faster that sure sure of course but they've already been paid by the insurance company it's one insurance oh, company okay I'm, I'm glad yeah. you cleared that up because i the, the yeah, it's, of... it's it's two insurance companies fighting each other over who's liable like they don't deserve four hours of my time like fuck them right right yeah. gotcha I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I'm not going to go through the inconvenience of like having to sit down and tell the truth for four hours just for some insurance company you know what i mean Mm-hmm. <laughs> Silly. <laughs> that was an awesome part about living in Baltimore, though, because, like, my neighbors would, like, be like, oh, there's, like, dickheads with suits poking around Chairman's Place. Like, yeah, let's just tell them to go fuck himself. Oh, we've never heard of that guy. Like, <laughs> ah, never heard of that guy. Oh, white guy with a beard? Nah, it's a <laughs> four-foot-tall Hispanic woman lives here. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. And then, like, right, so, when they, right when they got their shit together and, like, I thought I was about to be served, I sold the house and moved halfway across the country. So, I mean, they, they might track me down. Here. Like, I've always said, like, if, I, if they serve me and, like, you know, meet the legal requirements for service, yeah, like, I'll show up in a suit, be very respectful, like, give a great deposition, best deposition ever, you know, no problem whatsoever, but like, you know, serve me like a man, you cowards. Like, right. don't just, you know, call me and expect myself to serve myself to you. Yeah. CRS, right, is, right. He, they're going to, he's going to get everything cleared up with the GOA thing. Oh, okay. Nice. Yeah. So, uh, Mr. Snow commented kind of hard, you know, in reference to Matt, if you're keep your mouth shut when your primary income is talking on YouTube. So Matt did start an automotive channel and he just talks car stuff. Yeah. I mean, basically they're trying to, for lack of a better term, starve him out. Well, again, that, that goes back to the process is the punishment. Yeah, it, that's the whole entire thing. It's it's bad. I mean, pff, I I hate what they're doing to him, man. But what can you know? That's just what they do. I mean, they do. I mean, right, it's just so, like gun cases. It's every case. This is how they win. This yeah, is how the conviction yes. rate. They because they have unlimited budget, so they can just wait you out. You know. Jeez. Wow. Wow. Evil SD is hitting me hard. Okay. All right. So, uh, Mr. Snow had a good comment. He said, Chairman, don't lie. You're showing up with a glong. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, you know, um, yeah, I'm, I'm not, it's a deposi- I, you know, it might be a video deposition. I was about to say, I'm, not, I'm not showing up to a uh, deposition. Is yeah. there any truth that you're doing a glongnofsky? 
I, I don't even know how that would work. I know, I, I know someone did make a double a double uh, a double glong. I actually I actually haven't uh, I actually deleted all the glong stuff just because uh, my, my, my 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 wife is like fine with like all the three D printed gun stuff, and she's like, oh man, that uh that glong stuff, you know. Uh, you should have sent this to Joe Rogan. She just she just she just didn't she just didn't want me getting in trouble for the glong. So I was like, All right, you know, whatever. I don't I don't I, I don't think that like there's nothing wrong with it. Like it's fine. There's no like legal issues with it, but it's like eh. you know, it's also like not worth the argument. <laughs> that, right, right. <laughs> I'll argue with the ATF on Twitter. I'm not gonna argue with my wife. That's uh <laughs> much more dangerous. <laughs> much more immediate consequences at least. So for those of you that don't know, the glong is a combination of a Glock and a bomb. It's pretty excellent. Um, uh, man. Let me see if I can point a camera at it. I don't want to, like, pick it up. Um, okay, wait, wait, wait. Oh, no. Oh, no. You would just be able to see it, but uh, yeah, no, nah, that's 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 BS. All right, guys, it looks like we're about <laughs> out of time with that. <laughs> I gotta go back and change stuff now to say, hey, uh, the, yeah, there might be a little bit of a thing. Oh, as far as monetization is what you're saying. I, I don't think they, they've indexed on Glong yet. I, I don't think we're in trouble with that. Yep, yep. That, that would kind of be shocking if uh, if they were that hit. But let's see. I'm, I'm yeah. going to check my monetization. I mean, I, 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 I would call it a pipe of peace. Pipe of peace. That's a peace it's, pipe. It's right? for tobacco, right? When I did the slow mo of shooting it, yeah, I was I was taking uh, rips of pipe tobacco from it and then uh, doing mag dumps. Nice. <laughs> all, right, all right, guys. With that, I think we're going to end it here. Uh, thank you so much for watching. We might have a couple big guests coming out uh, coming Uh-oh. this week. Rich know who it is? I can't say anything yet because it's not confirmed, but. Actually, I'm trying to get Dick Keller on the show. How about that? I already put it on my oh. other video. That would be a nut. That would be a nutty. That would be awesome. Yeah, I know Dick. Dick is a pretty cool guy. I know Dick too. That's your name, man. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much for watching. We'll be back tomorrow with more John Crump live. I think I'm going to change it to Matthew Crump Live and just make my son do it so I can just, like, watch TV and relax. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Or right, Nikki Crump Live. All right, guys. You'd rather read books. Tell the truth, John. True. Ooh, I'm, did Chairman just bu- bust out and leave? He said, have a good one. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, we don't have to pimp his stuff then, right? Hello. Chairman Juan, you can follow him on YouTube, Twitter, uh, Instagram, and all the other things. You can follow Rich at FlyingRich.com or FlyingRich on MySpace, FlyingRich underscore official on Instagram, FlyingRich on YouTube, and FlyingRich.locals.com. You can follow me at John Crump News right here and JohnCrump.locals.com. Real John Crump on Instagram and Crumpy SS. Um, and crumpy SS, um, you know, but yep. Uh, but with that, uh, I think we are out of here. JSD, get a hold of me. I want to just, uh, say hi. That's it. No real reason for you to get a hold of me just to say hi. And I see Bob out there as well. All right. Matthew let's play we haven't put up any videos what Matthew let's play channel what we're going to do him and I are going to start playing video games together and, and, and load up our video play on there nothing professional nothing professionally edited but you know one of the things you have to learn for Cub Scout this year one of the little pins and his Weeblo is 
filmmaking and video editing and stuff like that. Oh. That looks like I got you. Cool. Yep. So we're going to set all that up and go, but we'll see you guys. Maybe when I could do it. Tomorrow. Hey, Matthew. Give them words of wisdom. Say something that, that that's wise. Go ahead. If you play Roblox, don't trust Slenders. Slenders? What the, what the, what's a Slender? Look it up. Look it up. Okay, there you go. Don't trust Slenders <laughs> on Roblox. All right, see you guys later. <laughs>